You guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, you need to. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Mimesis, a podcast about all the twisted ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Stacey Rourke. And I'm Sandra Sheriff Zachary. And we're your hosts on this zany little adventure. And, and what, what an adventure it has been. been. <laughs> what an adventure it has been. These the last, last two weeks. Oh man. <laughs> we've been we've been to Helen back. Yeah. Quite literally. Yeah. It started so tame. You came down so to tame. Florida. So tame. That was not tame. No, <laughs> my you flight flew- was horrible. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> it's been so long and we've been through so much. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yes. My yes, two-hour flight turned into 11 hours. That's right. Because there was bad weather and you got di- diverted, diverted to, to uh, Tampa. St. Pete's Beach. Yeah. And then it was horrible weather over there, too. <laughs> Yeah, you you <laughs> left the storm here and then found it yeah. over there and couldn't yeah. take off again. Uh, how long did you end up sitting on the plane total? I think on the plane was eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. Just sitting there. Wasn't yep. even flying. It was just sitting there for eight hours. And they told you you couldn't get off because if you got off, you couldn't get back on. Yep. Oh, that's yep. miserable. Yeah. And I'm, you know what? I have claustrophobia. I think I would freak out a little bit yeah. of them just, well, not I was just happy when out. people did start getting off the plane because then we were able to spread out a little bit. Yeah. That's and then nice. I didn't have to sit in between two people. Yeah. But and I this, got a lot of rating done. That's great. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's, you know yeah. what? Way to look at the silver lining. Yeah. And they gave uh, us pretzels. <laughs> little tiny bag of pretzels. Little tiny pretzels. I think if you're oh. going to keep me on a plane for eight hours, I want a big Aunt Anne's pretzel. That's what I want. Right? Yeah. And then what happened next? Um, I we <laughs> had to go to the eye doctor. Yep. You scratched your. Oh, no. I scratch. <laughs> no, because I scratched my eye makes it sound like oh there was some sort of accident. That's not uh, what happened. No. I lost a contact. I thought the contact was in there and I scratched, literally scratched my eye. (laughs) And the contact was not in there. So to our listeners, she was trying to dig her eyeball out of her socket without meaning to. Yep. So then she had to go to the eye doctor for that. (laughs) Because my eye got super puffy. It did. It was bright watery. It was bright red. And is that when we finally were able to make the trip? Yeah, then we finally, the next morning, got on the road. And we go. got on the road. We did uh, two nine-hour days to yeah. go from Florida to Michigan, and it was great. No issues. Yeah, and it we was listened fine. to the podcast the whole way. Yeah, we listened to uh, Morbid and Distractable yeah. pretty much the whole way. Yeah. And then um, we got to Michigan, and Sandy got home and was home for, what, three days? 
24 hours. Yeah, 24 hours. That that's when the the food poisoning the food set poisoning in. Hit. Yeah. And then the next day, 2 days after that, we all tested positive for COVID. Sandy's whole family tested positive for COVID. Except for the one, my daughter managed to not have it. Yeah. Her husband yeah. brought it home to her from um we where your no. son got it. We all went to Trader oh, Joe's. Went. Okay. Yeah. We all went to Trader Joe's to grab a few things and then we went to the pharmacy to get Evan his vaccine. And somewhere and in all that, you guys got it. Yep. And me and my girls were fine. We were great. We yeah. went, we, you know, we talked to everybody on here before about Once Upon a Book. Once Upon a Book happened and it was just absolutely glorious. Everything and I cried was good. my eyes out. <laughs> and you cried your eyes out because you couldn't be there, but nope. it was glorious. And then um, it was all said and done. And my family and I drove the 21 hours straight to Florida. And about two days after getting home, my whole family tested positive for yeah. COVID. And then an outbreak and from Once Upon a Book happened. Yeah, for the record, where... I was not exposed while I was no. with you. I got exposed at the doctor's or the pharmacy. And the way the math adds up, <laughs> if I would have gotten it from you, I would have tested positive Thursday. And right. I didn't have any symptoms. I didn't have a fever. I didn't have anything until right. Tuesday. So... Right. If we were exposed at the same time, it would not have held off that long. That's not how COVID no. works. And I got it at the same time as a whole bunch of people from OUAB. So yeah. clearly the um, who, who or whatever spread the virus was at the signing itself. It wasn't even at yeah. the dinner because there was people that were not at the dinner that did get it. So it was somebody that was at the signing. And oh, then yeah. it just spread like wildfire. And Yep. Unfortunately, that's what COVID is wildfire yep. <laughs> so still if you're in large crowds i highly recommend still masking up because it Absolutely. is still very much out there and this thing's yes. nasty this new variant really is, is nasty <clears throat> so if you hear us kind of cough a little sorry yeah exactly <laughs> i am on prescription strength cough medicine and i'm on a steroid um dose right now just to try to kick because I, I test negative now but you know, my body still is like, oh, but we have a little cough. So, yeah. Anyways, that's what's going on there. I think, uh, I think that's about all the catching up we've got to do. Oh, I think so. we haven't said what this week's topic is going to be yet. We have not. And I'm no. excited about this. One. I know this one's going to be so much <laughs> fun. And this one, I think it also was inspired a little bit because the theme of our once upon a book event this year was the monsters ball. So yes. I think this got me in the Halloween mindset early. So I'm all about watching scary movies at this. Point. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like already trying like, Oh, I want this for Halloween decorations and I want this, but Ooh, I think I'm going to just have that up all year round. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I sent a message to um, Billy, you know, Billy, I yeah. sent a message to her today. Um, and I said, um, I need you not to judge me when I just become that crazy old lady that leaves her Halloween decorations up all year long because I really feel it getting close to that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, that skeleton head that I found you and bought, oh, I gosh, cannot I wait for you to get that. 
I'm telling you, any of those pretty skulls with like the flowers and jewels on them, I love them. I have like yeah. five now. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, I'm going to have to find a cool way to display my my skulls. Your skulls. <laughs> yes. I love it. You know it. what I need? I need to have Jay make me a coffin-shaped like um shelves with like crisscross yes. shelves on them that I could just put my different decorative skulls in there. Oh yes. my gosh. Yes. He it. needs to. Okay, I have so- the I have the um Oh my goodness, what is it called? The plans for it because I was going to make the boxes for Once Upon a Book. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. just send the plans over. We'll figure out how to yep. make it happen. We'll do yep. that. I love it. I will do that. Okay, so we talked about scary movies. This week we are going to be discussing the movie Urban Legends and actual Urban Legends. I love Urban Legends so much. I what my my kids being teenagers, they now are wanting to watch these kind of movies. So they've seen all of the Scream movies. They well, that's your her- favorite movie. So, oh my god, I love Scream <laughs> so much. I love them, and I marathon the the Scream movies all the time. Yeah. And um, we watched. I- you made me watch Scream Five on our way home. <sighs> the ending of it, though, uh, I don't yeah. like. No spoilers for anybody, but the ending of Scream Five and the throwback to Billy from Scream One yes. made my heart, my dark little heart, so happy. I love yes. it. It was so good. I'm not going to tell you how it. many times I've watched Scream 5 now because it's a lot. But I need to make my husband watch it with me. So good. But I made my kids watch Urban Legends. And um, my oldest, Elliot, said when it was over, and I, I haven't recovered from this yet, she actually said <laughs> that she liked Urban Legends more than Scream. <laughs> Uh, you sent me that text and I was like, <laughs> of course you did. But how are you taking this? <laughs> My exact words were, do I just throw the whole child away and start over? Like, clearly I messed up with this one. How do you like freaking urban legends more than screen? What did Maddie say about it? It's Madeline. She's 14. She doesn't she doesn't tell me how she feels about things. Yeah. She just has to be dark and broody in the corner right now. <laughs> Yeah, I think she liked it. I don't know. Good. But (laughs) anyways, so today we're going to discuss some of the urban legends. There are one or two of them, or there's there's one in particular that is going to touch on something we've talked about in a past episode. And when we talk on this thing, it's going to bring up two different things we've talked about in different episodes so it's all going to tie back in with other mimesis that we've talked about plus at the end of this episode we have something fun that we've never done before we have a couple of listener tales that we're going to read off today yes that i'm very excited about and these involve um it kind of it tied in well with scary movies we're going to talk about some experiences that some of our listeners had with ouija boards yes have you ever played with a ouija board i know we've we've talked about this before but yeah 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 Yeah. that's Uh, i don't want to do it again (laughs) man you open that door you got to make sure you shut it bring some sage or something just cast it back to hell whatever it is 
All right. That being said, are we ready to dig into Urban Legends? I'm ready because, like I said, I really enjoyed this movie. I probably was way too young when I saw it because I was 10 when this movie came out. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Didn't you say you you just watched this with your husband? Had he seen it before? No, he had never seen it before. (laughs) What did he think of it? He was like, what? This is so cheesy. (laughs) And I was like, I told you that it's not a scary scary movie no it's not because he doesn't like scary movies so i was like you'll be good to watch it and then he's like yeah why (laughs) (laughs) i love the scene that joshua jackson is in when he turns on his car and the dawson creek theme song comes on the radio oh my gosh i forgot about that and i laughed out loud all over again (laughs) cracked me up love that yeah all right, so let's I, the, dig in. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. About sorry, no, about him. Um, like I kept saying, I know where he's from, and Scott's like, where, where, where do you know him from? And I was like, Cruel Intentions. He's like, no, there's something else. And I was like, no, it's Cruel Intentions. And he's like, only you would know that. <laughs> no, I remember him in Cruel Intentions. Yeah, but he, he yeah. again, Scott has never seen Cruel Intentions. <gasps> I know. Okay, Cruel Intentions is a remake of another movie. What is it? Was it? Taming of the Shrew. Is that right? Oh, I don't know. I didn't know. Yes. Okay, Cruel Intentions is a 1999 modern take on Stephen Freer's Dangerous Liaisons from 1988. Oh, okay. that might be interesting to do some sort of comparison on as cruel intentions and da- dangerous liaisons. Compare them to any kind of real life situations that occurred. Yeah. And then it gives you a reason to make Scott watch <laughs> cruel intentions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just tell him that Sarah Michelle Geller and Selma Blair make out and maybe he'll be like more for watching it then. And Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Who doesn't love Reese Witherspoon? Yeah, I could probably get him to watch it. All I have to do is say boobs. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, where? (laughs) Exactly. I'm in. What are we talking about? Yep. Okay. So, and the movie Urban Legends, it starts with a girl being killed by a murderer who is hiding in the back seat while she's driving. Um. I know this I don't is, mean to laugh, but it just makes me think of you in that <laughs> the parking garage. Doing it. I have that in my notes. Get out of my head right now. That is so funny because I seriously put that in my notes. I was like, this kind of scene has stuck with me so yes. closely that I will check the back of my car. I yeah. will check my back seat. Like, absolutely, uh-huh. it stuck with me. Um, before we get to the legend of it, though, watching this movie, I had so many questions, like logistical questions about why the killer would choose to do it in this fashion. Right. OK, first of all, she's driving at like 60 miles an hour. Right. Yeah. The killer is in the back seat with an axe. Right. He hits her with the axe. Her foot is still on the gas pedal. Right. And now you're in the back seat and nobody's driving the car. Right. Are you buckling up? <laughs> You are going to get hurt, too. Yeah, this is not a great plan of action that we have here. It's. 
I don't know. Maybe do something. Maybe let air out of the tire while she's in the gas station. I shouldn't be plotting for the killer, but honestly, <laughs> it was just a dumb scene. I but that's where sometimes plot holes and why it's an urban legend. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's not who, what killer would do that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. No. So anyways, um, like you said, this one clearly struck fear in me. I don't know if you ever yes. do this where you check your back seats. Yeah, or... absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Do you, just guessing, think this legend is based in truth at all? I mean, there's always some truth to something, to things. That's why they become urban legends. It just gets added on and added on and added on. But yes, I think there are some truths. Okay. Well, to a degree, yes. In 1935 in California, there was a man who would hide in the back seat of women's vehicles. When they would climb in, he would clock them in the head with a flashlight <laughs> and then rob them. Okay. Not yeah, killing which, them. No, no, no. He'd just okay. knock them out and rob them, which still not pleasant, but, yeah. you know, beats then, an axe to the head. Yeah, I mean, there could be Which, worse. by the way, well, yeah, we, we need shirts that say that. Beats an axe yeah. to the head. <laughs> Beats an axe to the head. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, then in 1990, there was a reported incident where a woman went through a drive through and the workers at the window saw a man hiding in her back seat while she was going through the drive through How freaking scary. Right. Like, that just gives me the chills. Mm -mm. Right. Mm -mm. Well, like, the workers are like, is that person supposed to be there? Or, like, how do you communicate with her yeah. that there's, yeah. well, whatever they did, um, it was spooked the person enough that they jumped out of the car and ran away. What Maybe their they intention? Pour that hot coffee right through the back window. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Whatever this guy's motivations were for being in her backseat, I think we can all agree he wasn't there to, like, vacuum it and detail no. her car for. No. Like, there was some nefarious thoughts going through his mind. Um, but another one was last July, there was a news story from New Jersey about a man Like that in 2021? Is that what year it is? It's yeah, <laughs> It's 2022, yes. Okay. Hid in the back seat of a woman's Jeep and slashed her cheek with a knife when she climbed in. Oh. No, no. Yeah. That's why are, that's was it in the dark? Like why aren't these people checking? <laughs> I know. <laughs> or maybe it was like the middle of the day, you thought you were safe. Yeah. I don't know. See, this is one of the reasons you should have a small car. I have And a this little... is why you don't have window tint. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Be blinded by the sun. Just know yeah. if there's a guy with a knife in your backseat. Yeah. But long story short, throughout time, there have been very, there's been a lot of versions of this kind of story enough to make this one seem authentic. So yeah. we're going to say that this one is valid and ladies continue to check your backseats. Absolutely. And the Absolutely. back hatch if you have a hatch. Take an umbrella, stab it back there if you need to. Yeah. Okay. Now, in the movie Le Urban Legends, there's also a scene where 
the killer is hiding under a car. I was just going to say, are you going to bring this up? Because oh, this I, one gives me the chills. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it always he slices me. the tendons of the mm-hmm. person's leg so they can't run away. Right. And then kills them. Yeah. Oh, I hate this one so much. Like, this, uh-huh. just talking about it gives me the chills. It's like any movie that they do that. Like, yeah, because you can't uh, run. Yeah. It's the feet. It's the, oh, uh, no. Okay. Yeah. So I got to ask you again. Do you think this has ever actually happened? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. There have been no reported cases of this happening. That's right. Like, but just is okay. Are you talking just somebody hiding under the car and this happening, or is this? I'm just talking about cutting the tendons. I do have a counterpoint to that, but just cutting the tendons so they can't run. That has not happened. So this is all just in the movies. But because I've seen it in multiple movies. Yes. But the hiding under the car, that has happened. Um, yeah. In 19, this one. Okay, so we're, we're taking something that was terrifying, right? Yeah. And we're going to give it the weirdest twist ever. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> in 2016, a man was arrested after being caught hiding under cars. His motivation was not to slash ankles but to touch the feet of women. Oh, no. The guy, Jesse M. Johnson, was arrested for disturbing the peace after he snuck under a 48-year-old woman's car in an Aldi parking lot. When she went to to get into her car, she felt a hand on her ankle, which, first of all, and my bladder would just let loose right then and yeah. there. If something yeah. grabs me from under my car, I'm going to wet my pants. That's going to happen. She shrieked in, te- in terror, took off like a bat out of hell, like you yeah. would. Police show up, and Johnson is climbing out from under her car. This was the third reported attack of an incident mirroring this. All of them, it found, was Johnson's doing. His excuse for why he did this, got this, he liked the view. (laughs) Cars are not that high off the ground. So you're literally just looking at like ankles. Feet and ankles. He had a foot fetish. You can buy photos. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I sent you that, that TikTok that I saw, right? Yes. Where the girl's like, a guy offered me $1,000 for pictures of my feet. And I was like, you want wallets? Eight by tens? What do you need? <laughs> exactly. You can buy pictures if you like that kind of thing. <laughs> don't don't hide under my car and touch my right. ankle. Right. First of all, I will lose any amount of cool I have. You will hear me scream at a decibel that only dogs will hear. I would lose my <laughs> shit. I, I think if something were to grab my foot like that, I would like shake my foot really hard and like kick and stomp at the same time as I'm trying to run away and then fall <laughs> on my face. So it would be like heroic, heroic noble moment and then fall right down. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's right. Uh-huh. That's right. That's kind of like when I saw the snake in my backyard. <laughs> and again, we're getting off topic, but this is such a great story. I have to share it with our, our listeners. I was playing ball with 
Cerberus, my Newfoundland in the backyard, and I was throwing my ball, and I threw—I th was throwing my ball. <laughs> it's his ball. It's his ball. I throw it. He goes get it. That's how the game goes. Um, I threw it, and this one time he didn't go to get it, so I went to pick pick it up, and there was a big black rat snake there. Which rat snakes will not hurt you? Oh. They eat other snakes and rodents. They're they're actually your friends, but I don't care. I hate all snakes. <laughs> So I stood up, screamed, turned around to run, tripped over my Newfoundland. The two of us rolled together in a heap on the ground. <laughs> if this was any kind of venomous snake, it absolutely could have gotten attacked us. <laughs> but instead, when I sat up, the snake was gone. So I could only assume that like in its little snake brain, it was like, wow. <laughs> That was a lot. I'm going to go. I don't. That was embarrassing for you. I thought you were going to tell the story about when you found the snake with the hay. Oh, barrels, no. Or the hay bales. <laughs> it was covered by a tarp and I lifted it up and I screamed because I saw a snake eye level with me and I pulled it down. And then in my brain, I was like, but was that actually a snake or was that binder twine? So I lifted it back up and it sure was, it was a snake. Again. So I screamed again and covered it up again. That one. That one. I remember that one. <laughs> Such a dork. So yeah, I don't do snakes. Uh, no. Anywho. Okay. I lost my place. Where were we? So freak likes feet <laughs> and was hiding under cars for those. That really shocks me that that actually didn't happen. Like nobody. Because they show feet. it in movies all the time. All the time. So I really thought that that one was. Nope. Yeah. Never <laughs> act. There's no. Now. There's no, no reports reported. of it. Yeah. Maybe maybe it happened and the killer was so good that they never caught him. But yeah, for well, this even, incident, we're going to say there's no reports. Like when somebody has so many injuries, you can't tell that that's how they first did yeah. it kind of thing. Maybe too. Exactly. Who knows? I, I'm mm -hmm. with you. It seems like that's some some way along the way that it would have happened. But yeah, who knows? Okay. The next one we're going to talk about wasn't shown in the movie but i think we've all heard about it at some point and since halloween is coming it definitely seemed like one that i wanted to include and that's um halloween candy having drugs oh, yeah. or razor blades hidden in them yeah did you ever see that episode of supernatural where that was a thing like I've the guy was eating the supernatural Oh, girl, so many of our listeners will like. I know. <laughs> come at you with pitchforks. I know. Yeah, there's an episode it. where it's like um, Halloween legends, and like every piece of candy that this guy puts in his mouth suddenly magically has a razor blade in it. It's all mystical, but again, it comes from that legend of yeah. there being tampering with candy. Okay, how about this one? Do you think this it's, one has any. Yes. You think yes. so? Yes. You're right. You're right. Um, there are two situations that most of these can be traced back to. Uh, the first one is in 1964 when a woman named Helen Feifel, I'm not sure, P-F-E-I-L, she was arrested for handing out things like rat poison and dog biscuits to kids. Oh, shit. Yeah. When questioned, she said that it was a joke. She was playing on the kids that she felt were too old to be trick-or-treating. <laughs> I would rather have 
teenagers come to my house instead of causing trouble. Yeah. Here you go. Take all the candy. If that's all you're going to do tonight, here you go. Yeah. If you're going house to house, dressing up, getting some candy, and that's what you're doing for fun tonight, okay. You're staying out of trouble. You're not doing anything reckless. Come on. Get you a candy bar. Yeah. Well, law enforcement was not amused by this little attempt at humor. So she ended up going to jail for that. Good. Now, the most infamous Halloween candy poisoning took place on Halloween in 1964. That's when a Texas man by the name of Ronald O'Brien gave cyanide-laced pixie (gasps) sticks to five kids, one of which was his own son. Oh, shit. The other kids never ate the candy, but his eight-year-old son, Timothy, did and died soon after. O'Brien's plan was uncovered when police officers found out that he had taken out life insurance policies on all of his kids, and this was his attempt to try to cash in on one of them. And he he jeopardized his (sighs) own child for that. Isn't that sick? Like, yeah, come on, man. That's your baby. Yeah, Yeah. I don't. So the razor blades never happened? The razor blades did not happen, but drugging candy is a thing that has happened. So okay. Halloween is like, coming up. I swear up. I've heard something <laughs> about like this happening. Like straight pins and candy. There's, there's been yeah. no documents of that. Oh, yeah, I could have swore been. there was something that happened like the last few years here in Michigan. I'll have to well, look it, it up and see. But that's how the ur- the urban legends always. I work. know. <laughs> I heard it from so and so, or I heard it on this. I heard it on that. It's it's always right. Right. There was a thing as I was researching it. Oh my gosh, what was the abbreviation? Uh, friend of a friend, and it was an abbreviation. I heard it from a friend of a friend, and they just kept abbreviating. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Because um, I could. I feel like I heard a news article about straight pins in candy, but again could have just been somebody heard it from somebody and that's how these legends play out the meme that was going around for the longest time about marijuana like people are going to give your kids edibles no they're not (laughs) no we're not giving those away (laughs) they're going to keep those for themselves (laughs) no no yeah like somebody is like you really think they're going to spend that much money to give your kid those no uh-uh. No, if anything, they can give them the, the uh, we listened to this episode of Distractable, the sugar-free gummy bears that are basically like a laxative. Yes. To everybody listening, if you just are looking for some good, clean, not clean, good, filthy entertainment, <laughs> go to Amazon, look up sugar-free gummy bears and just read the reviews. They are yeah. freaking hysterical. Because apparently yes. those things are laxatives. So. They are. They really, really are. <sighs> Distractable. That was that was a good mm-hmm. one while we were driving. After yeah. listening to true crime for a long time, it gave us a little break. A for little break. <laughs> levity. We, it was like a, we had, it had a really dark episode. And then we're like, okay, let's get some fluff. <laughs> yeah. What, oh, my gosh. Which one was it? The, um, the Sunset Strip Killers, I think. Or was it Willie Pickton? It was Willie Pickton. Yeah. That was the guy yeah. that um, was torturing women on his farm and yeah, hanging them up like his pigs. Yeah. And then we were like, we need some comedy. Yep. 
This is nasty. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I need a break. <laughs> okay. So the man with the hook hand is uh, featured. Well, it's not featured so much as implied in urban legends because of yeah. the guy hanging over the car. Um, well, that was more... I know what you did last summer. Exactly. The actual hook hand is I yeah. know what you did back last summer. But the legend of the hook hand um, kind of ties in with how they hung Joshua Jackson's character over yeah. the car. Yeah. Um, I heard I, that one like a whole bunch of times. Like we read some urban legend mini stories in mm-hmm. this creative reading class that I took in middle school. And, like, talked about that one. And I was like, why didn't you just drive away? <laughs> now, which one did you hear? Because there's a couple different versions. Um, Where the guy went to the bathroom. And I was like. And then there's well, the dragon sound calling, on the car. Yeah. And then if you started calling for him, he didn't come. I, I can't now I'm like confusing them. I can't remember exactly. It was like okay. Well, there's there's two main versions. One, the couple gets away, and when they get away, they find the hook dangling dangling from the car door. No, not that. The one. other one, um, the guy go. He either hears a noise and he goes to investigate, or he goes to use the restroom or something like that. And she starts hearing a scraping noise on the top yes. of the car. Yes. And when she gets out to look, he's been hung that one but Over then the i don't think she left i think she stayed there and then when a police car came up it was like they pulled off on the side of the road but like i don't remember exactly okay. but it was it's very but similar i mean we've all heard that one that one yeah. haunts you forever yeah so oh, the guy's yeah. dead the girl lives mm-hmm. that's the basis exactly um so uh question of the day do you think this one's based in truth at all? Yes. Very no. good. Oh. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Um, actually, there have been a lot of crimes associated to people that are parking in lover's lane type areas. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I have two teenage girls and I don't want them to ever parking. <laughs> like, but it, it's true. Like, um, like uh, the Son of Sand murders. Yeah. David Berkowitz used a 44 caliber bulldog, re- bulldog revolver to terrorize couples that he found, you know, around the Bronx and Queens area whenever they were parking somewhere. There's, you know, there's a lot of sick people that they see people alone out there and they've done some nasty things. And this so. is why I would never make out in the car. <laughs> Even now with your husband? No. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> we have we pay a mortgage. There's a perfectly good spot to make out inside. Right. <laughs> right. But like even like in my high school and college days, like I never did that. Like it was because of that urban legend in middle school. Yeah. It's, it's like, scary. no, no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Now knowing about like all the different serial killers that have targeted people out parking just don't man right you thought right. you thought teen pregnancy was the biggest thing to be scared of <laughs> no serial killers yeah serial killers my dude <laughs> wear a condom and don't get caught by a serial killer <laughs> <laughs> that should be <laughs> don't oh, make me the... laugh so hard to where i have to cough <laughs> i know i'm sorry 
That's okay. okay. Moving on to our next one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The next one is only briefly teased at for a minute in the movie. And it's two girls standing outside the building and they try to call to Bloody Mary, which is stupid because yes. everybody knows you don't call to it outside of an empty building. You go no, you in a darkened room. Yeah, you go in a darkened room, you light a yeah. candle, you say it in front of a yeah. mirror. Like, they could have at least made that a little bit more authentic. But, yeah. So we've all heard, uh, you know, we've all heard the Bloody Mary thing. Now, if we go back to um, our nursery rhyme episode. Yes. We talked briefly about uh, Mary Tudor mm -hmm. and the fact that she was called Bloody Mary. And we guessed about if that legend could be about her. Well, there are three different people that are rumored to be the Bloody Mary. And she is one of them. We were awesome. right. We were <laughs> just messing around and we were right. <laughs> um, people may remember that she was called Bloody Mary because of the brutal way that she put Protestants to death. Uh, she also had difficulties getting pregnant and had many hysterical pregnancies where her body actually behaved as if it was pregnant all the way up to like her having contractions but there was never was actually never. a baby there yeah so some say when summoning this version of bloody mary you can also say bloody mary i have your baby just to get oh, no. her good and riled up like, no 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 nope. when you add in children mm -mm. ghost nope i'm out <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let's see. What could I do to get this ghost really pissed? I'm no. good. Mm -mm. <laughs> How you about Bloody you. Mary? I'm sorry about your baby. Like, <laughs> yeah. Bring her flowers. Is that a okay. thing? Okay. So, yeah. Living or dead, it's just cruel to tease somebody in that fashion. Um, yeah. She's going to crawl out of that mirror and she's going to hand you your ass. So, don't just don't do that. Mm-hmm. The second theory on who Bloody Mary is, we have also discussed in an earlier episode. Um, really? Uh-huh. This one, the conversation we had, came from our American Horror Story episode and is based on the character that Lady Gaga played oh, okay. in the season of Hotel. That would be Countess Elizabeth Bathory, also known as the Queen of Blood. Uh, listeners may remember that she was convicted of murdering hundreds of young women and was even rumored to have bathed in their bathed blood. In the blood. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be her too. Okay. I could see yeah. that. I think I would be more scared if it was the queen. Yes. And to make a comment about the baby. Yeah. This chick was just. She, I mean, she was nuts, but like, yeah. I think making but that I comment mean, about the baby, like, mm, yes, that mm, creeps no. me out. Like, no, <laughs> but then, like, to think that Lady Gaga's character, I can't think of her name, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Bathory. She, she just went by the Countess in the, the show, the Countess. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like, in real life, she like killed people, a lot of people. <laughs> For pleasure. She did it for, for pleasure. For pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't that, think waking her up is a good idea. No. No. 
Mm-mm. I'm good. There's a okay, lot of blood. It, it's a lot of blood. It's a lot of blood. And the third one, and you know what? We have not talked a whole lot about this in past episodes, but now that I know that she's one of the potential people, I want to learn a lot more about her. This one is Mary Worth, who was one of the women executed executed in the Salem witch trials. Oh, yeah. Did you know? <laughs> We're going to go on I do, a but say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I did the ancestry DNA thing, and I am like eight generations under, like, Ann Foster is like my great, 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 great aunt. I love that so much. <laughs> now, was she actually executed during the Salem Witch Trials? No, or she, she was tried. was in prison and that's where they said like they said no more like killings but she died in prison okay for witchcraft for witchcraft yeah so if she was there during that time she probably knew mary worth who probably might be the bloody mary so your ancestor <laughs> might have had an interaction with the actual bloody mary and mary, that's yes freaking cool and foster was convicted and died in Salem jail December 3rd, 1692. We have never done anything on the show about Salem. We need to. You know, there's a TV show called Salem. And then Is you there? can actually, oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have so much to teach you, young Padawan. I yes. know. There is, I'm so it's, bad. It's, Catch it, me up. <laughs> it's very gory. There's a lot of gratuitous sex. But if you focus on the historical elements, the show Salem and the actu- actual trials, there's a lot of similarities there, at least in season yeah. one. It goes off the rails a little bit in season two and three, you know, when that's, which is, as, and I, I don't mean off the rails as in it's not a good show. I mean, historically speaking, they, ha- they, they just had to take creative. You have to take liberties. creative liberties. You yeah. kind of run out of story ideas. Yeah. I mean, only there's only so much documented from the, exactly. those times. So they have to, like, dramatize it up a little because it's TV. And But, yeah. Yeah. So I think at some point doing an episode where we compare season one of Salem to actual Salem history, I think that would be a great Mimesis episode. That's a place that I really want to go to. I do too. I want to go. I want to take a girl's trip in the fall when the leaves are changing before it gets really cold. And I want to drive up and I want to do um, Salem and I want to go to Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Yes, I need to. I need to go to Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> and we are going Salem. to wear black every day. We're going to go full yes. goth. And yeah. yes, we, we just down. need to embrace the entire season. And yes. oh, <gasps> we got to round it out. There's one more stop we would have to make. We need to stay overnight at the Lizzie Borton bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> did i leave you, you on that one the night <laughs> <laughs> okay we could just visit we could just visit <laughs> i mean you were like i was with you until i had to sleep there okay. so <laughs> i mean do i go into the stories of like when i was a child and like creeped myself out so bad that i'm terrified of ghosts but yet 
at the same time, I love it so much. And I love that creepy out feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Just as long as you can escape it at the end. (laughs) Yes. Like part of me is like, oh, yeah, let's stay there. And then part of me is like, what the fuck are you thinking? (laughs) Why would you do that? That's dumb. (laughs) Like that more logical side. (laughs) Yeah. No, sometimes that logical side gets you out of trouble. We definitely need to think about that and make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a thing we need to do. I, yeah. I agree. We're going to plan that. We're going to yeah. make it happen. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to do an episode on Salem. We're going to go to Salem. going to be a whole yep. thing. Okay. The last legend we are going to talk about. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a shameless promotion one, but I had to touch on it because we're talking about all <laughs> things like Halloween-y and urban legend. And um, this one wasn't in the movie Urban Legends, but it's been in countless shows movies books a cartoon um everything and that is (gasps) the legend of sleepy hollow yes which i freaking love i've been obsessed with sleepy hollow since i was a little girl like any movie about the headless horseman that would ever come out i was all over it i wanted to watch it from the Mm -hmm. time it was a cartoon to you know every version that ever came up and then when johnny depp did his ichabod (laughs) crane i just loved it um you i remember you got me watching that like you made me sit down and i still do this to this day you made me sit down and you handed me a warm apple cider with a little bit of caramel in it and made me sit there and watch the movie all snuggled up in a blanket with you so now every time i watch that movie i have to have an apple cider with caramel (laughs) with a nice cozy blanket (laughs) but it's such a good movie you're welcome yeah. You, and it's I like don't know about you. Go ahead. I have to watch it every fall. Every fall. That's what I was going to say. Like, I have to have it where it's like that first real cold night. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like, okay, time to get out the sweater and the little blanket. Let's go. <laughs> it's, it's Sleepy Hollow time. time. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Sleepy Hollow was like the OG American ghost story. Yes. Made famous by Washington Irving's story by the same name. The story takes place in 1790, just after the American Revolutionary War, and it tells the story of a man named Ichabod Crane that came to Terrytown. On a night in Sleepy Hollow on a wooden bridge, Crane encounters a headless man on horseback carrying a flaming pumpkin. We all have known and heard Mm -hmm. this. The man gives chase. Poor Ichabod is never seen again, unless they're talking about the tim burton version in which case johnny depp and christina ricci live happily ever after right (laughs) good for them (laughs) but Um, that's where you get to take in it's an urban legend exactly (laughs) well first of all washington irving did serve in the military with a man named ichabod crane okay he did and ichabod crane actually ranked higher than him in their military service and wasn't necessarily a nice guy. So when he wrote Sleepy Hollow, when he gave him a hook nose and big ears and made him afraid of everything, it was basically an author's way of going, this guy's an asshole, so I'm going to make him yeah. look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. as a writer, I completely appreciate that. Good for him. I yeah. love it. He was a petty bitch, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, when... I. For those of who, the, those that don't know, I have a book called Crane that is 
uh, a modern day spin on the legend of Sleepy Hollow. And before I wrote it, I did some research into the town of Sleepy Hollow and the actual legend as historians in the area believe, which yeah. means um, they do some some tours there that they do a tour where they talk you through the entire legend. And I did, you know, I watched as many of those tours where I could listen to the actual historians as I could so I could get the legend according to them, the people that live there. Yes. Now, I'm not going to say this is the only legend. I'm sure other people have different theories, but this is the one that I heard and it really spoke to me. So this is the one that I used in my book. And it's one I'm going to share with all you guys because I thought it was pretty cool. Um, in this one, the Hessian is part of a British troop storming the land during the American Revolution. It is believed that he was part of a party ordered to burn a town to the ground and kill all the residents. As the Hessian stormed one of the homes, he found an infant in its cradle inside. Unable to bring himself to kill the child, he took it outside and hid it safely behind the barn. On the way back, he encountered the panicked mother and told her exactly where she could find her child. She went off to find the baby, and he took cannon fire directly to the face and was decapitated. So like the burning pumpkin. Exactly. (laughs) When the battle was over and the bodies were being burned, the mother recognized the body of her child's rescuer and insisted he be given a Christian burial due to his heroics. But his head was gone, so he had to be buried without it. Which is why it is believed he rises and rides through Terrytown in search of his head. Okay. Do you see why I love that one so much? Yes. Yes. I just have a thing for stories where you see like the other side of a a so-called villain that there's something else behind it. Because, let's be honest, (laughs) like... There's no real hero and villain. There's people making decisions based on the information that they have. Yeah. And you always like have doing... the choice to do good at some point. Exactly. <laughs> and it just happens to lead you on a path that's darker than what you think. Where they might pe- think. Yeah. No. And some people, once they go down that path, they can't they can't make a change for the better. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's why I, I love Once Upon a Book so much. That show. Once Upon a Time. Once, once Upon, upon a, a Book time. is the author signing. <laughs> yeah. You can give it a shameless plug. That's fine. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Once Upon a Time. Which, yes. for, for our listeners, the very first um, year of Once Upon a Book we did fairy tales and we yes. themed it very much after Once Upon a Time. And it was yes. freaking amazing. Yeah. You went as Regina. Regina. Mm-hmm. And I went as the Mad Hatter. Yep. <laughs> and we had um, Nathan Weller, rest in peace, was there. Um, yes. He dressed as Hook and he looked so yeah. much like him. So and much. <laughs> it, was, it blew my mind. Yeah. I think his girlfriend even convinced him to put a little bit of guy liner on. So yes. Really, yes. Yeah. 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 Jennifer, if you ever listen to this, bless your heart for doing that. We all appreciated it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was really, really excited when you told me that you were going to write Crane. Like, yeah. I got giddy. And I was like, you have to do it. And, like, gave you, like, 
I think you were worried that you were like, this is dark. And I was like, no, just do it. <laughs> you know what? It's funny you say that because that's the series that I, I found my wheelhouse in that yeah. I found that going dark, but lacing humor into it is my thing. And that's the yes. series that taught me how to do it. And every single one of my series since then, there's been that darkness, but elements of humor laced yeah. in. So I think, yeah. I think Crane can be thanked for me finding my voice as a writer. Yeah. I, I was also excited that you dedicated the book to me. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And you got the Sleepy Hollow tattoo tree now. Tattoo tree. I did. I can't. I can't say. <laughs> tree tattoo. There you go. I did. I got the Sleepy Hollow tree tattooed across like, on my ribs. And I made it super dark and twisty at the bottom and then beautiful at the top. I love that. Yeah. I want to get another tattoo. Me too. Let's go. <laughs> we were supposed to when right before your surgery. Yeah. We had talked about going, but then like plane delays and everything with that one happened. So maybe we when you come down at Christmas time, maybe that'll be a Christmas present to each other. We'll go get a tattoo. I'm down. Let's go. Yeah. I'm, I'm for <laughs> it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so back. All right, my on dear. Topic on topic. Yes. Um, well, that's all I have right now for urban legends. If anybody has any other legends of Wait, this, variety. you didn't talk about the pop rocks. I didn't. I did not talk about. That. That's what I'm saying. We could do a whole other episode about this, but yeah. I didn't want to run super duper long. So instead of talking about the pop rocks this time, we can do that another one. I want to do some listener tales. So yes. bad. Because we have great listeners, and we they do. wrote in with some of their stories, and I want to share them very much. Okay, so I have one, and you have one. You go first. Okay. okay. Um, these are both written in by listeners of ours who have given us permission to say their names, and they're based on our listeners' experiences with Ouija boards, yep. which I have played with them, and I know how <laughs> trippy they can be. Yeah. I really think they need to come with instructions about how to close, close clamp it that down yeah. when yeah. you're done. Clamp yeah. it down. Um, Especially because, one, like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I was like 8, 9, 10 around there when we played with yes. it. Yes. No, no. I'm not no, old no. enough to vote, but I could summon a demon. No, thank you. <laughs> right. Have you ever seen those rugs that it's a big, giant floor rug in the shape of a Ouija board? And somebody's like, that's just what I need. I turn my Roomba on and accidentally summon a demon. That's awesome. <laughs> I will never look at my Roomba the same. Be like, God damn it, not again. <sighs> that's when you just name the, de the demon. Carl, no, I, he didn't mean it. I'm sorry. He has a yeah. pattern. Oh, you're going away again. <laughs> that's right. I'm naming my demon Carl. Yeah. I don't hey, know why. Hey, we named... Oh, what did we name? Oh, I'm going to have to remember this and like tell you later. Frederick. We named our ghost Frederick at my kitchen. At <laughs> my, when I was the executive chef, we named the ghost Frederick. Was he friendly? I, I think so. He would just try and open the doors all the time. And we're like, Frederick, stop. We're really busy. That's funny. And then the door would stop moving. 
<laughs> He's like, I'm trying to help. Fine. Yeah. Sorry. Rude. Yeah. By the way, you talked about kitchen. You need to watch that show, The Bear. Okay. You need to. It's all about kitchens and fast pace and like the people behind it and all the the, the emotions and everything. It's amazing. You need to watch it. Okay. I don't think it's The Bear. The bear? bear? Just Bear. It's got the one of the actors from Shameless is on it. It's very good. You will dig it. Okay. Okay. So this listener tale comes to us from Jessica Sroga. Jessica was at Once Upon a Book this weekend. And while she wrote this story into me a while ago, she also had her mom come up to me at um, Once Upon a Book and share a little bit more about the situation. Oh, that's and awesome. <laughs> the house that this was in was most definitely haunted. But they, I don't think the spirits weren't like, malicious in any way they were just there okay. they just wanted to be recognized okay yeah so this is jessica's story growing up my grandma's house always felt like there was someone or some or some ones in the house with us i remember being in the middle bedroom and i would hear footsteps walking back and forth in the walk-in closet in front of my bed i would also hear the stairs creak when no one was home besides me or we were all in bed. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> there were times where I would see things out of the corner of my eye. I was always scared when going into the closet to get clothes that the door was going to shut on me and not open. That's, oh, that's, that's no. a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, nothing ever happened. The basement scared me the most. The shower was down there and it always, no matter what, felt like someone was watching you. Mm. My grandparents I, I'm had like a shaking my head like I you're know, not looking uh, up and I'm like <laughs> My grandparents had a fruit room where my grandpa kept all his tools and my grandma kept all her extra Tupperware. I was always so scared to go in there because that's where I felt the presence of being watched the most. <laughs> yeah. excuse me COVID cough <laughs> um, again whatever the entity or entities were they never heard us nor did they ever try to do anything to reach out to us we lived peacefully with them one time my brother and my sister both claimed they saw a large black dog on the landing just sitting there and then it was gone aww mm. I'll play with a ghost puppy <laughs> <laughs> zero <laughs> zero <laughs> everyone heard things felt things and even saw things all the time let's fast forward many years and my sister and i are at a get together at my mom's house and we are all talking and joking around the subject about ouija boards came up and my mother said yeah me and trish took a couple ouija boards into the basement at grandma's house one time and messed around my sister and i stopped what we were doing and just stared at her even my brother stopped and was, and we were like, uh, I looked at my mom and said, so you're the reason grandma's house is haunted. <laughs> my mom laughed and said they were kids messing around and didn't think anything of it. No, 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 no. Mama, you, you awoke the spirits and you never put them away. See, I never put them away. <laughs> this yeah. is why the Ouija boards need to come with a little thing of sage, sage your house when you're done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So thank you, That's Jessica, for sharing that with us. And Mama Mama Soroga, yes, you absolutely called forth those demons. Yeah. <laughs> now you need to go back to the house and close them away. The <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is from 
Alice Blessing. Yep. Um, she says, when I was 19, my roommate and I decided to mess with an Ouija board. After she asked her question, the planchette lifted off the board enough that I could fit my hand underneath it, between it and oh. the board. Oh, no. And the board was hovering above the table, approximately at the same height as I could slide my hand underneath it as well. That's so scary. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, <laughs> no. If, if things are floating by you, no. <laughs> nope, I'm out. <laughs> oh, no, that's not right. We're done here. <laughs> yeah. We decided never again and threw it in the trash. Two weeks later, we were cleaning and found it in the bottom of a box under our desk. This time, oh. we broke it into several pieces and threw it away again. Two weeks later, found it intact on her bed after returning from work. Oh, hell no. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. We need to burn the house down now. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. And it's time to burn the house down. Yeah. Scared us so bad, we set it on fire. <laughs> and... The Never house saw it or again. the Ouija board? The Ouija board. <laughs> I'm going to assume that it was the Ouija board. Scared us so bad, we set it on fire and never saw it again. I have never touched one since and never will. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Can you imagine? No. Mm -mm. I mean, the one time that I messed with the Ouija board with my friend Nicole, um, my other friend Nicole. We talked about the one Nicole. This is like Nicole that I've known since third grade. I have yes. so many Nicoles in my life. <laughs> And I know them all and love them. Yes. Um, One listens to the show. I don't know if the other does. So I don't know. I, I told her she should. Mm -hmm. um, but whichever we one's listening is the one I like better. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we were down in our basement and we were, we had to have been like eight, nine, ten around there. And it was so a birthday young. party. That's I so know, young to summon was, demons. And we like made one on paper and like oh. did like, I don't know what we used as the planchette, but like that night, Nicole and I were sitting there talking because all the other girls fell asleep and we're like, do you, do you feel like somebody's here with us? And she's like, yeah. So then we we're like held out a cracker and like, are you hungry? and like the cracker like moved a little bit and i was like nope i'm out and i <laughs> ran up the stairs <laughs> and then like from the, the ghost point night, of view you offered it a snack and then took off running and it was like wow rude. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next night we there was like this big room in the basement and then like a bedroom off to the side so we were staying in the bedroom and nicole had fallen asleep and I woke her up because I was like, do you hear that? And she's like, we heard somebody say, do you want to play this game? And when we went out there, there were games all over the floor. And we're like, we didn't make the mess, but we had to clean it up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Y'all woke yeah. something up. We did. Yeah. And it was Whoa. little kids. And that's why oh, I'm no, ghost kids, little kids, kids. No, not mm -hmm. ghost kids. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why ghost kids are so much scarier. I don't know. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. So I never Have you ever again. seen those memes where it's like, how come ghosts are always from like the Victorian time period and it never at like 3 a.m. you don't ever hear a ghost be like, it's Britney, bitch. Like <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's because they, I have a theory on that. Let's is that it. 
they finally got to that place that they can say something that they can oh, do. It stuff. took them all that time to yeah to learn how to, to build. Okay, yeah. that actually yeah. makes sense. It took them years to practice and get strong enough to make contact. Yeah, I like that. When mm-hmm. we were at Once Upon a Book this weekend, whenever we can go, I had COVID and I lost all <laughs> sense of time and space. Um, everybody was dressed up in all sorts of ghoulish garment or garments, and yeah. you know they say whatever clothes you die in that becomes your ghost clothes. Because <laughs> I'm dressed as like a corpse bride, I was going. If I died right now, this would be so confusing. <laughs> as my eternity outfit, yeah, people would be like Victorian bride, and I'm like, no, actually, no. <laughs> it's Britney, Not bitch. <laughs> Which would be really funny to look like a Victorian ghost and then say stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that's a good that's a good book idea yeah there you t- go. i call it nobody can have it <laughs> dibs dibs it's yours oh goodness well i oh, think this that's one was all. fun yeah this was a lot of fun i liked this one a lot this yeah. was a good time and i think uh if you have any more urban legends that you want to see us dive into you can uh before i go into this do we have our social media links up yeah do you have them handy yeah okay good all right if you have any cut that part out please (laughs) yeah if you have any urban legends you let's start over you coughed i can because they're broken up already started (laughs) okay (laughs) if you have any urban legends you would like us to dive into and cover we would love to hear from you or any show ideas at all and you can reach out to us at sandra take it away (laughs) <laughs> you can find us at Facebook at the Mimesis Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Mimesis Podcast. You can email us at the Mimesis Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon and help us out get some soundproofing equipment. <laughs> um, yes, at please. <laughs> Patreon backslash Mimesis Podcast. That's right. Yeah. That's all we have for you guys for tonight. Until next time. Bye. Bye.